Welcome, everyone. We got episode 21 on tap for today, and this was going to be our draft recap episode and kind of like a free agency prep episode, but we got some Devils news for you, too. As of about like a half hour ago, hot New Jersey press. Devils, yeah, hot off the press. The New Jersey Devils made a trade. They traded, I'm sure you've all heard by now, they traded a fifth round pick in 2021 for defenseman Ryan Murray. So we'll talk more on that in a little bit. We just wanted to finish our introductions here and talk about what we're going to talk about on this episode. Then we'll get right back into that. So like I said, episode 21, me, James, and Chris, the normal duos here today. Yo. You guys should be listening to this on October 9th, um, the day that free agency opens. One of the reasons why we're doing this now. Mm. And episode 21, sweater, jersey number 21, Devil's History. Chris, who you got? I got uh, Randy McKay from the Crash Line. Okay. I got, I'll got. i just go Kyle Palmari, I guess. And another good name that wore 21, I just, I just palm saw recently, is uh, Andre Loktianov. He was in the Tumu Rutu trade <laughs> back Devil's in uh, legend. the early... <laughs> 2010s so that's that's a fun name for everyone there um but as far as what we're going to do talk about this episode is we got the current news we'll start out with that's when we'll go more in depth about the ryan murray deal give our thoughts on that we'll do a devil's draft recap we'll give out some grades for the devils we'll do overall draft winners and losers nhl wide and we'll just end it with a quick wolf rage and preview for everyone um given that that opens up at noon tomorrow um tomorrow being friday the ninth so, Ryan Murray deal. Chris, I know you were probably coming home from work when you got that news. I want to hear your instant reactions when you thought the Devils got Ryan Murray. Yeah, my my instant reaction, because I was, I was at work. I was uh, almost on my way home. Chat just starts blowing up, and reactions were kind of all over the place. And uh, the name is, like, common enough where when I read it, I'm like, okay, I, I've heard of different hockey players by the name of Ryan Murray. So I didn't really know off the top of my head who it was. And then the more uh, you kind of dove into it, especially with the analytics and stuff, looked like an absolute steal. And I'm wondering if he's one of those guys who maybe gets overshadowed or did get overshadowed by having Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski out there, that this guy's a good defenseman playing on any other team. He's just you know, playing with Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski, and those are the two we think of on the back end. Because, I mean, based off the analytics you were showing me, it looks like a phenomenal deal, and I forget who said it, but phenomenal asset management with what we sent the other way. Yep. So the trade was a fifth round pick on the other direction. I didn't, we didn't get confirmation yet if it's Buffalo's fifth round pick or New Jersey's. The rumor is it's Buffalo's, and if you guys don't remember that Buffalo fifth round pick was in the Wayne Simmons deal. So Wayne Simmons went to Buffalo, and the Devils got a fifth rounder from Buffalo. So that's what he Chris played was seven referring. games. Yeah, Chris was. That's what Chris was referring to as asset management. But a little more Ryan Murray about those analytics. Chris, we're talking about. He is a very good defensively sound defenseman his offense isn't much i mean it's not terrible his point totals aren't great but his like offensive production generating shots and all that fun stuff it's fine nothing crazy his defense numbers is what's really impressive uh this charts by i believe is jay fresh on twitter he's a really good follow has a lot of good charts for all the recent moves and all that so ryan murray's ranked in the 95th percentile of nhl skaters 
on even strength defense, which is tremendous. 95th percentile. That's crazy. His expected goals against is 87%. Another absolutely phenomenal statistic. And this is the one I really liked. His penalty kill percentile in the NHL, 92nd percent. So those are all really, really high numbers. Um, just a really, really good defensive defenseman. Big note here, he is left-handed. And I don't know if you guys remember me talking about one of the things that we stress that the Devils need to add is a top four left-handed defenseman. And that's exactly what Ryan Murray is. We'll talk about this now. So the issue with Ryan Murray in his career has been his health. If you go back, I'm actually prepping an article for tomorrow that we're going to release probably similar time to the podcast is Ryan Murray's only played 82 games once in his seven, seven seven season career additionally i think he's only played over 50 games three or four times in his career so he has major injury issues associated with him i'm not sure the type of injuries i'm assuming it's not have anything to do with the head because if his head injuries and he's missing that much time i feel like he wouldn't be playing this well but when he's playing he's great and if he stays healthy as chris said this is an absolute seal for the new jersey devils and tom fitzgerald just like I've just tarped on for the past 30 seconds, he needs to stay healthy. So, um, yeah, I mean, those stats you brought up and the analytics just back up that point even more of you're playing on a team with Seth, Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski, but you got a, another phenomenal defenseman who's just, you know, playing basically under them. Yeah, and he doesn't have the offense output of those guys, so of course he's not going to get the attention. But, yeah. I mean, the Devils really do need a defensive defenseman. You know, they need that guy. So, uh, Ryan Murray, when healthy, he's going to play 22 minutes a night. He's 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 great, man. I'm, it's just he's got to stay healthy. And, I mean, it was funny. When I first heard Ryan Murray, for whatever reason, I thought he, he stunk. Like, I don't know if I looked at something – a couple months back or I don't know what it is, but I mean, you look at all of his charts, all of his numbers, um, even people around the league, you're, you're on Twitter looking at some of these guys to like, like, is this a joke? Why'd Columbus only give up a fifth for this guy? So, I mean, I mean they are the same guy here. who took that China kid at what, like 21. Yeah. We'll talk about that too later. That, that's, that's a little, uh, mind boggling, but Darmo is playing smoke and mirrors big time. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's playing some smoke and mirrors here. Um, supposedly, the early rumor is they moved Cap. Um, so, Ryan Murray's contract is 4.6 mil, and Devils only have him on the books for this year coming up. Then he's unrestricted free agent after that. So, that's another thing to pay attention to. Maybe that dropped the value a little bit. But um, supposedly, Columbus is going after Taylor Hall. Who knows? We'll see. But anyway. Good stuff there with Ryan Murray. Um, I'll be releasing an article, more in-depth article on him tomorrow. Make sure you guys are on the lookout for that. So fun stuff there. We'll get more into the NHL-wide news. And there's some Devils news in here too in my notes. But we'll start buyouts. Oh, other big Devils Devils news news. here. Yeah, (laughs) Corey Schneider was bought out today. Um, I guess you could say it's a surprise. Everyone knew there was a chance of this happening. So with the buyout, the Devils are saving two million this year, two million next year, and the two years after that, they're gonna be um, there's gonna be two million. Like it's not a full. I think it's just I a forget. cap hit of like two million for the next three years. Yeah, right? exactly. Like each year or next, it's the next years a cap hit of I think it's two million. They save the two million these 
this year and next year, and then they lose two million the following two years. So I mean, it saves them money, and two million is not going to be that big of a deal down the road because I feel like the salary cap will finally start rising by then. But mm-hmm. who knows? But Schneider, end of an era in New Jersey. Yep, started out great. Ended not good at all. Um, wish him best of luck if he gets another chance. Um, just a shame to see how the injuries derailed his career. But he's going to get resigned somewhere. Some, someone's going to resign him to a low, you know, low value kind of deal, like buy low on him. Um, but I mean, the other big thing is well. this is, you know, this is officially Blackwood's net. You know, the, the key has officially been handed to Blackwood. Oh, uh, it so. was. I don't think that was ever in question. I don't. I don't think Corey would have been the NHL if he was on the roster. I think he would have been in the AHL. He was just awful last year. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying when he when Blackwood first came up, Schneider was our main guy, and now Schneider is no longer. You know, yeah. if if Blackwood like dips or something, there's no okay. Well, the the current or the former starter is right behind me. You know, it's no longer there. It's like no, you are you are officially our guy. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, so that's true there. That means we'll talk about this more later on. The Devils do like really, really need to sign a backup goalie in free agency. I like I said, I don't think Corey Schneider is going to be the backup anyway. But that just confirms that's definitely a need. So more buyouts around the NHL. Justin Applicator was bought out by the Detroit Red Wings, and Nashville Predators bought out Kyle Turris and our old friend Steven Santini. Montreal made a buyout as well of Carl Alsner. So those were some other buyouts around the league. We had just a ton of trades these past couple of days with the draft and everything. Um, some notable ones, Elias Anderson, the former seventh overall pick of the Rangers. I forget what it was. But he was traded to L.A. for a second-round pick. Um, he'll get a new opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Predators made a head scratcher of a trade. They got Luke Coonan from Minnesota Wild. He's not all that great of a player. I looked into him. Not not pretty. And they got Cunning in a 101st overall pick. And then they traded Nick Bonino, who's still a pretty good player at his age, a 37th pick and a 70th pick. So that's a little interesting trade. Another bigger trade was Matt Murray went to the Senators. Um, Murray had a down year last year. I'm not really a big fan of his, but Senators hoping he turns it around there. Um, Pittsburgh gave up the 52nd pick, or Ottawa gave up the 52nd pick, and prospect Jonathan Gruden. Columbus made another move. They acquired Max Domi and the third round pick from Montreal for Josh Anderson. This was a great move by Columbus, so I mm-hmm. get to make up for it um, with the trade they just made with the Devils there. Um, Josh I mean, even, Anderson was good. Even bigger news on that. Supposedly, uh, I believe Friedman said that Columbus is close to an extension with Domi already. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, oh, Domi? Yeah, I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I don't know the numbers on his deal. But I don't that think it's official, but they're said. close, supposedly, Friedman said, I think. Josh Anderson did get locked up by Montreal. Get ready for this contract. Seven years, five mil, five and a half mil. So that's an, that's an interesting contract. Mark Bergeron has Montreal capital over there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so talking about Berg- internal salary caps. And all right, if you want to get paid, just go to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, um, Bergeron's doing some interesting work over there. But anyway, San Jose got themselves a new goalie, Devin Dubnik, who was one of the worst goals in the NHL last year. I don't know if a Devin Dubnik martin jones combination that that combination right there is screams the jennings uh, <laughs> <laughs> screams william jennings it's, it's literally the two worst arguably the two worst starting goaltenders in all of hockey last year now on the same team very interesting um so 
Devin Dubnik, Ryan Donato, and a seventh round pick over to San Jose for a third round pick and a fifth round pick. The Kings acquired Olimata from Chicago for Brad Morrison. I think we might have talked about this Olimata trade already. I, don't I think remember. we did. I think we might have mentioned it last epi, but another, you know, a lot of stuff happened, so nothing yeah. bad with mentioning it again. We have um, some poo news. Cliff Poo got traded to. Um, the Columbus man, Columbus was busy. Um, Cliff Pooh went to Columbus for Marcus Notavara, the younger defenseman there. He went to Florida. Um, Anaheim, Eric Branson's on the move again. He goes to Ottawa for a fifth. I think that's all the trade news for now. Yeah. Um, some other news here. Big thing. We got the restricted free agents deadline to qualify them, uh, tender them, non-tender them. Devils out of the restricted free agents, qualified Mackenzie Blackwood, Jess Bratt, Colton White, Joey Anderson, and Nick Merkley. No surprises there. I think that's – I predicted and said those were the guys I wanted them to qualify. And the guys that I didn't want them to qualify, they didn't. Mirko Mueller and John Hayden are officially unrestricted free agents. That we is good news there. So, that, yeah, I, that's the best news all season. Uh, all all season for the Devils right there. Screw the draft. Screw the Ryan Murray trade. Getting rid of Mirko Mueller and John Hayden. Man. Now, in all, all seriousness, um, Mueller and Hayden are unrestricted free agents. Um, the rest were tendered. We'll see what kind of contracts Blackwood and Brackett. That's a very interesting th- thing to see what happens there. Other restricted free agent news, some bigger guys. Well, I wouldn't say bigger guys, but some talented guys weren't tendered by their respective teams. Nick Cousins, Lucas Walmark. Um, Ed Joan Jankowski, I believe Ed's his first name. Um, Dominic Cahoon wasn't tender. That's a big one there from Buffalo. Yeah, we'll a, talk more about him later. Yeah. Um, Vinny Hinstroza is another one. Arizona didn't tender him. Talk more on him later. Troy Stetcher, defenseman from the Canucks. He wasn't tendered. Matthew Benning, right-handed defenseman. Talk about him later. Wasn't tendered. Slater, Coke, Coke whatever his name Cuckoo. last name is yeah i used to call him coco uh, but tendered. i think people call him cuckoo yeah um yeah. he wasn't tendered know. anthony duclair wasn't tendered andres anthonyu wasn't tendered and frederick gauthier wasn't tendered so those are some of the bigger names that weren't um tendered by their respective teams well, let's see. What else we got? Justin Williams retired. Um, Mr. Game 7, he retired after a wonderful career. I think I saw he had like 1,200 games played or something crazy like that. Um, he had a nice career. So I think that is all the news. Um, there's a ton of there was a lot. I hope I covered it all. Um, I'm sure there's stuff I'm missing. But, yeah, it was a very busy week in the hockey world. Very busy last few days. I mean, we recorded our last episode, what, on Monday? Yeah. Or Sunday. Yep. So, and I mean, it's telling. You know, the the cap situation we're in. There's probably a good amount of these guys who would have normally gotten tendered oh, and yeah. wouldn't have a chance at UFA. But you know, uh-huh. it's the situation we're in. Got to let them test it. So. Yeah. So I think you even mentioned that too, which was a good point you brought up a couple weeks back that this would happen. So we're going to move on now to Devils draft recap. Um, we released two articles by yours truly. I wrote them both. Um, just grading out giving you guys some information on these guys. You can catch them on our webpage and I post them many times to the page. So go back, read those. Um, basically me and Christian will talk about these prospects again on here. So you guys can hear our beautiful voices talk about it. Um, so day one, first devil's seventh overall pick 
they went with Alexander Holtz, um, very solid prospect. But mm-hmm. the big thing is here at seven, they had both Marco Ross and Cole, uh, Cole Perfetti fall to them. That was something I didn't think was going to happen. Um, I, you know, no. me, I was a huge Marco Rossi guy. I absolutely loved the kid, and Cole Perfetti was great too. My pre-draft rankings, I had both Rossi and Perfetti over um, over Holtz. But Devils ultimately went need beast here, which is okay. Um, like I said, Alexander Holtz, absolutely electrifying prospect. The best shot in the draft class. Just absolutely amazing shot. He has a mm. rocket. Um, skates well. Decent playmaker. The only thing with him is his defense he's got to work on. Um, a lot of young players struggle with this. He is playing in the top league over in Sweden, which is great. He actually scored a goal in his mm-hmm. first game since being drafted today, which was fun to see. Um, but yeah, Holtz is a great prospect. He, he should be a 35-plus goal scorer in the NHL for years to come for the Devils down the road. Yeah, I mean, the Devils need uh, goal scorers. There's no secret to that. You know, we got plenty of guys who can drive the puck in deep, drive the play, and, and set everything up. But we also need some just some goal scorers, and that's what Holtz is first. Um, defensively, it's not the end of the world. It is something that can be corrected. Um, you know, he just has to put in the effort for it, which I'm sure he will. He's not he's not going seventh overall in the draft for no reason, so the effort will surely be there. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine defensively. It's I mean it's a work in progress. I, I think this is a great comparison and I mean, I guess it's too easy of a Patrick Lane comparison here to Holtz. Lane is a guy that struggles a lot defensively. I think Holtz is gonna end up being a lot better defensively than Lane, but I mean Lane and Holtz they both have electric shots. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think if there was any real surprises before the seventh overall pick. I guess you could say the Sanderson going fourth was a little bit of a or fifth was a little bit of a surprise, but a lot of us saw it coming with the rumors. Um, Detroit went Lucas Raymond at what was that at four? Yeah, a lot I wanted of people to flip thought the they table. were going to go Perfetti. Um, so Raymond went fourth. Drysdale ended up going to Anaheim, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that led the Devils with Holtz. Um, we moved to the 18th pick now. Oh, by the way, what do you what do you get to give this Holtz pick a grade? We'll do this. We'll do this simultaneously here. Save some time. I think with the players that were available, um, I. I give it, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give it an A. I mean, to me, it addresses their need. I was more in favor of a scoring winger. Um, I agree Marco Rossi is a phenomenal player, but I felt you normally go best available. And, I mean, they're close. Rossi is going to have a phenomenal career, and it's crazy how far he fell past us. Like, I didn't think he was going to, you know, when when we didn't take him, I didn't think he was going to get past Buffalo. But Yeah, we'll um, talk about that pick, too, in a little bit, that Buffalo yeah, pick. To me, I, I like the first pick. I give it an A. We needed a scoring winger, and I'm glad that's the direction they went with that one. Yeah, I like like you said, just because Marco Rossi was up there, and I'm a really big Rossi guy, yeah. I'm giving it a B plus. He's, he's a great prospect, but I just mm-hmm. felt – Rossi's there, you know. B plus though. Yeah. Still great grade. Either great way, pick. both are gonna be great players. Yeah. Um, so we're moving eighteenth overall. And this is my favorite pick of the Devil's draft. I how many times I've I talked about Dawson Mercer a ton on this podcast. Um and if you go back and look through my articles, he was always a target I had there for the Devils at eighteen. He fell. He, I'm surprised he was still there. I think I actually got um, this pick right in our mock draft. I think I had Dawson Mercer 
at like yeah. 18 to New Jersey. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah, pretty so funny. <laughs> he was the 14th ranked prospect in my top 30. Um, he was, he was as high as I think 13th or 12th at one time in my rankings. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a winger, another winger, which is good. He, he can play center if he needs to. Um, 200 foot player. Dude's really good defensively as well. Um, he's going to be a pe- power play guy and a penalty kill guy for the Dallas for years to come. Um, above average shot, above average playmaker, thanks to his vision. The the thing that I think made him fall is he kind of regressed in the o- or the Q last year after mm-hmm. that trade and injury I talked about, I think, on the last podcast. But, I mean, I think he has a good chance to score 100 points in the Q this year. Um, I absolutely love this pick. I gave this pick a fat A+. plus. He, he's got some silky mitts. You don't see it all the time, but there are clips. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, I give him. I give this pick a fat A plus. Like I said, what do you what do you got in this? I'm pick? in the same boat as you. I, I give it an A. You know the value for uh, where he was projected to be and the kind of player he is. Um, I think he he will fit on our roster once he eventually cracks it. I, I don't think it'll be you know this season or anything like that. He's, got he's still got some maturing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know physically and stuff like that. But he's very mature yeah, though. With solid, his defensive solid, game yeah, and everything. He, he's very mature. Like you know personally, he's a, he's a good teammate and everything like that i just meant physically but but yeah i, I think we're gonna see him you know pretty soon on the roster i think it's a solid choice yeah um going back to how mature of a player is he is a pretty high floor i think the worst he's gonna be in the nhl is a third line guy um his ceiling's probably a second line guy is gonna be great middle six forward penalty kill power play very solid pick here um we're gonna move to the devil's third pick of day one and oh boy um this was an interesting one my friend I nailed this Very one in my mock draft. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did. <laughs> um, we got Shakir Mukahamadulin. Look at you. Um, yeah, I've had some practice. So uh, I, it was funny because I watched an announced name and I just sat there. I was like, who? And then yeah. even our chat, everyone was like, who? Even Alex, who was on last week, who did a ton of prospect work. He was like, yeah, I have, like, I've heard of him, but I don't know much about him. Um, so I, my article I wrote on the day one picks goes pretty in depth about him. Um, he's, he's got a ton of size. He's six foot four, um, which is, which is good. He's only 180 pounds. Of course, that'll, that beef will come to him. He'll get, he'll get much bigger. Um, he was rated by many as a second round pick. Some had them, him inside the top 30. Um, TSN's Craig Button did. ISS Hockey had him at 22nd. Most of the others had him in the 40s. Um, like I said, big dude, only 18 years old. The big thing with Shakir is he's played a ton in the cage already. 41 games um, played in there for most of the year. Last year as a 17-year-old has started this year in the KHL. is going to spend all the year there. And the big thing there, he had six points in 14 games, which is pretty good output for an 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. So um, more into how he plays. So you see his size, you're going to automatically think he's like defensive defenseman, shutdown guy. It's not really true. Um, he skates very well for his height. He has decent puck skills. I wouldn't call him an offensive defenseman, but I, I would call him a two-way guy. He's he's not pure defense, two-way guy. Some uh, has decent offensive potential. The big knock on him is he's very erratic. He's prone to the turnovers. He's got to clean this part of his game up. He's got to become a little smarter. Some people had first pairing grade on this kid. I don't see it. I think he'll be more as at best a second pairing guy which is fine um it is 
make no mistake about it. This pick was a reach. I even wrote that in my article. And Chris, I'm sure you agree. This pick was 100% a reach. Yeah, especially I mean, with, with the talent that was on the board. Jacob Prawl was up there. Um, Ryan O'Rourke was available if you want to go defense. And William Wallander. There's a ton of offensive guys still on the board. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I mean, um, I we all had the same reaction. Um, we 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 were all basically saying who and we're scrambling around trying to find this because I don't even know if we talked about this guy on the, the the last episode of the podcast with Alex. I don't even think you know he ran through some defensemen who were available in the later rounds and I don't think he even mentioned them. Um, so but based off of what I've seen since we drafted him because obviously at the time I'm like with all the talent on the board we took someone that we've never heard of <laughs> you know there were so many other guys that we we heard great things about but I've, I've warmed up to it I like the tape that I've seen it's uh it's definitely appealing that he's holding his own in the KHL um and he's a big defenseman he's a big body defenseman uh, I, I believe they said he does a good job clearing the front of the net um yeah he, he has yeah. a great shot it's just he needs to use it more yeah, and, I didn't even mention that know. um I've I've warmed up to the pick. Um, I, I give it, you know, a B B minus. Um, it was absolutely the biggest reach in the draft at twenty until twenty one. Uh, Columbus <laughs> yeah, out, we'll out, outdid that, us there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what we're all just like, oh, the but... devil's reached. Yarmo's like holding my beer. <laughs> yeah. So. To build off what Chris was saying, his shot is electric. This kid, it's a, it's a clapper. It's a clap bomb, as the lads like say. Big just he has to bomb. use it better. Um, yeah, he just has to use it better. Get get it to the mat, uh, net more. I'm I'm giving this pick a C, just because it was such a reach in this spot. I'm guessing a lot of the reason why this pick was happened here is because the devils didn't have a second round pick so they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to get him there True. um the other thing worth mentioning here i know this fired chris up is the new york rangers leapfrogged the devils at the last second to get the 20 or 19th pick and they selected Braden schneider who the devils were reportedly really high on and i could i'd pet i'd bet very a, a lot of money that this pick would have been Braden schneider if he wasn't taken by the rangers probably um i mean i remember i was i was just a staunch proponent of take three forwards don't take a defenseman so when i saw you know the rangers leapfrogged us i'm like okay what what are these dudes up to what are they up to and then i saw them take schneider who was the guy i didn't want the devils to take not because you know i didn't think he was good i just wanted him to take a forward i didn't want him to take a defenseman so i started laughing i'm like thank you new york thank you and then shakir Muka Hamadoulin. Yeah, James pronounced it better Muka than me. Muka Yes. Um, Muka Hamadoulin. I've, I've warmed up to the pick. Um, I'm, I'm oh, not opposed Muka. to Shakir. Um, you know, it, it, yeah. it is what it is at this point, and he looks very promising. We'll see if he just keeps the development going. I mean, we got mm-hmm. two big boys in the system, uh, you know, Kevin Ball and uh, Shakir I'm never going to <laughs> You got me on this one, James. <laughs> yeah. First, what a first. But anyway. Um, yeah. So that was the Devils first round. They made all three of their picks. Didn't move any of the picks. Um, final assessment day one overall. I'm giving her a B plus. Um, nailed, nailed the Mercer pick. The Holtz pick was a great pick. He's going to be a hell of a prospect. Just a Mukahamadoulin pick. Got me down a little bit. I'm going to give them a B plus on round one. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Probably a B plus. Um, and you made a good point with the fact they didn't have a second round pick, and you know maybe uh, this was also a, a depth thing. You know, well, where's the drop off in defensemen versus forwards in the later rounds? Like, you know, are you more likely to find solid developmental talent at the forward position or defensively? That could have been a you know contributing factor with their scouting. So, yeah. So. It is what it is. Um, we're going to get into day two picks now, rounds two through seven. Devils had six picks on this day. They only made five. They traded their seventh-round pick to Arizona for a seventh-round pick next year. Um, it was a really good day, too. Let's hop into it. So third round, they had to wait all the way to the 84th overall pick. I mean, it was like three hours that the way. It was crazy. Did they trade down at all? No, they didn't. It was just absolutely insane okay. with the amount of time they had to wait. But – Third round pick, 84th overall. They got Nico Dahls. What a name. Uh, 19-year-old German netminder. Kid has great size, six foot four, 203 pounds. Um, 84th overall. This kid was great value. Everyone had him ranked in their uh, in their top 65-ish. Craig Button had him at 75, but for the most part, top 65. NHL Center Scouting had him rated as the best North American goalie. Um, he could arguably be the second best goalie in the whole entire draft behind Yaroslav. Uh, Jesus, Yaroslav Askarov. Um, I think there was three goalies picked ahead of him, four maybe. But um, kids, kids, great for the the place they got him at. Um, deeper dive into his numbers in the OHL last year. He plays for. Darn it, I don't. Know, I forget who he plays for. But he had a nine two four save percentage, which led the OHL led the OHL like crazy the kid best say percentage of OHL yeah. the big thing here 924 is a great percentage and when you think about the OHL as a league they they don't play defense in this league it's it's seven five games it's eight three games um so a 924 is very impressive um pretty yeah. good uh you know pretty good way for him to get told that he's going to be uh, welcome to the team. You know, I saw the video that Marty called him and then Marty was actually uh, his idol growing up. That was who he watched and was the biggest fan of. Uh, not necessarily saying he modeled his game after him, but, uh, you know, that was a nice touch to see that the Devils did that. And, uh, I mean, you know, we got another goalie we took who was uh, ranked number one in North America. His name's uh, Blackwood. So, who knows? Could pan out again. Yeah, so <clears> – excuse me. So, what I want to say here before we move on is the only thing that worries me here is his season last year. Off, yeah. His season last year was a career year, 9-2-4, by far the highest in his career. He was actually voted most improved player by – I forget what it was, whether it was league-wide or whatever it was. The year before, it eight eight zero. Or eight nine three, and the year before that he was at eight eight zero. So those are not good numbers. Hopefully, this breakout year is is going to be what's to come. He's this next season at OHL is going to be instrumental to his development. Hopefully, post good numbers again. If not, then get a little worried. Another thing worth mentioning is he played in the 2020 World Junior Championship, was actually slated to be Canada's number one goalie, but he lost his starting job. He struggled. Um, he'll be big for the World Juniors for Canada next year. Mm. Um, overall, I give this pick an A-. minus. Great value. Just a little, little worried about how he's going to be next year. Ho- ho- I think he'll be okay, but you yeah. never know. 
I, I, so, I think it's a, an A minus. I agree. You know, you're getting great value with where he was ranked. We've discussed that he could potentially be the second best goalie in this draft. All around, just a just a great pick at this spot at a 84. Yep. So we're moving to round four, 99th overall pick. The Devils selected Yarmir Pitlick. I think is that. Yep. How you? pronounce his last name so like the pitlick that was on the flyers last year um similar pronunciation 19 year old center from the czech republic solid size again um six foot three 201 pounds as 19 year olds really good plays for the sioux greyhounds of the ohl um before that he spent all of his career in the junior czech hockey league system again uh, pretty good value pick here. You look at the rankings, future considerations had this kid 36th in their rankings, which is kind of crazy. Bob McKenzie, 74th, Dauber prospects, Adam 90th. So pretty good value again here. He's a very, very safe pick. Kid has very high floor ceilings, not high at all though. Probably going to be a bottom six, two way penalty killing center. Very good defensively, which is fine. Fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Give me a fourth liner, center, penalty killer guy, maybe a third liner. Um, what else can I say about this kid? Full 200-foot player, good skating, good puck control, defensive awareness is solid. So um, another another solid value pick here. I'd give this one probably a B plus. I think I gave it, but what do you have to say for this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, from what I – saw and read following the pick because i was at i was at work for basically the second day of the draft i wasn't able to really watch it live i kind of had to follow up as after the picks were happening but mm-hmm. um i'm sure the patrick eliash connection might have helped out a little bit eliash might have you know briefly said what he knows about him because i believe he coached pitlick or pitlick played for him at some point i don't think for uh, St. Marie, but at, at some point in the check, because he is check, uh, he played with Patrick Eliash or practiced with him. So I'm sure there was a little bit of a call from the Devils organization saying like, "Hey, Patty, what, what, what you know? What can you tell us?" So yeah, so that's uh, Mr. Pitlick in this spot. Like I said, B plus, another solid value pick. Nothing crazy, very safe pick, but good to see moving on to round number four now or we are around number four so this is the devil's second pick around number four 120th overall ethan edwards puck moving defense been undersized at five foot ten 178 pounds totally okay i'm not big for the size deal that doesn't really bother me he's committed to play college hockey at the university of michigan which is good to see um another great value pick man 120th overall dollar prospects had him at 61st elite prospects had him at 63 Future considerations, 97th. Um, great value here. Like yeah, I said, moving guy. Um, excellent skater on his edge, reportedly. Offensively, pretty good positioning. Just all around defenseman type. Um, known for his puck moving, like I said. Only thing with this kid, he's known for his offense, but his numbers in the AG or AJHL, Alberta Junior Hockey League, wasn't that all all that impressive. Whether it was bad luck or whatever, I, I don't know what happened there. Hopefully, we'll see this offensive game at the University of Michigan. I like this was probably my second favorite pick of this draft. I give this one an A just because I think the value here is really good. And this kid's game is a lot of fun. Puck moving defenseman, not a lot of those in the system. So nice to change of pace from all the uh, the big guys, the the physical tall guys that are drafting and picking yeah. up. So, Chris, I agree. anything you want to? 
what I had here. No, I mean, like I said, I had to play catch up with a lot of these picks, especially later on they got. I was unfortunately working when this was going on, and I couldn't really see it. But, um, <clears throat> well, I got we're gonna go over, you know, I guess our overall grade for the Devils draft. I won't go into that spectrum of it, but it sounds like it's a great value pick again, kind of like we've talked about with some of these other guys. You know, where we got Mercer versus where he was ranked, where we got Dawes versus where he was ranked. So, just good to see the Devils keep doing it. Yeah, so fifth round, we move to now 130th overall. Um, Artem Schlaney, I think. Schlaney, I think is how you pronounce his last name. 18-year-old center from Russia. However, he's played his whole junior career in the U.S. He's scheduled to play college hockey at the University of Connecticut, UConn. This pick, I mean, Elite Prospects had him at 112. Um, McKean's had him at 174. And Future Considerations had him at 224, um, 130th overall here. He dominated Chateauk St. Mary's, I believe, is a high school in Minnesota. He had 168 mm-hmm. points in 102 games over a couple of years, which is great numbers. Um, I don't know if this kid will ever see the NHL. Probably not, but he should be a solid player in the AHL maybe down the road. Um Okay, pick. I give this one, I think, a B minus just because maybe the rankings seems like maybe it's a little early, but at this point of the draft, it's you're just taking shots, you know. Yeah, you're basically aiming for gems. You know, you're you're trying to get the next Jesper Bratt, basically, yeah. is what you're aiming for. Mm-hmm. So next Jesper Bratt, round six, Mister Benjamin Bumgardner. I, I like this pick. Um, I didn't, I didn't know much. I didn't know anything about him. I mean when he first what got selected and that's most case with these later round picks but mm-hmm. Bumgarner was 161st overall elite prospects had him at 126 so according to them it's pretty good value um 20 year old kid so he has he's older for this draft class he was eligible the past couple of years wasn't drafted this year finally was five foot nine really small kid 176 pounds like i said doesn't matter to me size it's all right uh Baumgartner had a really really good season switzerland's top professionally last year at 27 points and only 37 games um put this in a little perspective for you old friend matthias tedenby had 37 points and 48 games on the same team so his point per game production was higher than the likes of matthias tedenby who's a lot older and playing in this league as well the thing i want to mention about this kid that really caught my eye is the way the world juniors are set up 2020 world junior championships you got like the big teams canada usa playing in that and then there's like a whole bunch of divisions under them also playing and basically it's like how soccer works in england and stuff you play to get promoted to the higher divisions and mm-hmm. you get relegated to the lower one austria who's his native country played for austria in a division one which is right under like the u.s and all them he had 11 points in only five games in that tournament it was one point away from setting the tournament record um Austria didn't lose the game in this tournament and promoted the top division. So you'll see Austria in the 2021 tournament, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Kid's supposed to be a really reliable defensive player. Um, has decent offensive upside as well. Maybe your next chess for Brad pick. Who knows? I like what I see early in the kitchen from this kid. Give this pick a nice little A minus B plus. Yeah, and it's good to see from uh, a centerman. It looks like, uh, you know, you want them to be defensively responsible. That's their first responsibility, even though we've seen tons of elite centers. Um, that's that's their first responsibility so yeah um just quick overall grade here chris what do you got in the whole entire draft i'd give the devils a b plus Uh, i'd give them that um i think they did a really good job maximizing value at certain picks with who was available versus um you know what they had with their scouting and the fact that they didn't really have to jump 
to get any of these guys either. Like, they didn't jump up to snag these guys. They just felled them. So. Yeah, so this theme here was first pick of the first round, they went need base. That's what they went first pick. Second pick, they went best player available. Third pick, they went need base. And the rest of the draft was all just value and best player available in their opinion, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Um, tons of value in this draft. I give it a B plus this draft. Um, or A minus, I gave this draft as a whole. Thought Devils did a really good job. So that's your 2020 NHL draft, the uh, Devils draft class for it. So um, we'll move on to just like a overall NHL summary, kind of like who we thought really hit the nail on the head with their picks, who we didn't think did such a good job, and just a couple favorite picks overall. Um, I'll start it out. So top three draft classes, I got the Carolina Hurricanes. They got Seth Jarvis. Noah Gunler and Zion Nybeck. Those are three really, really good forwards. I love Seth Jarvis. He was one of my favorite players in the draft. Noah Gunler dropped all the way in the second round. That kid could have been off the board in the top 20, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Nybeck was also a guy that a lot of people liked. Detroit nailed their first two picks, uh, Lucas Raymond and William Wallander. Those are two first-round prospects. I uh, really like those picks. And then Minnesota got Marco Rossi and Ryan O'Rourke. Both players were on my favorite prospects list before the draft. So those three teams, I really like their uh, – at least their beginning part of their drafts. I don't know much about how they did later on. But Chris? Yeah, I mean, for me, three teams that uh, – stood out you mentioned carolina that was one that i had um i can't remember did you mention ottawa as one of I your three mention ottawa. i thought ottawa had a very good draft and of course it makes it easy when you got two picks in the top five and uh you know a draft that's this loaded um but they did pretty well for themselves this weekend so we'll talk about the like least three favorite draft classes if you could say yeah so columbus i mean that pick at what was it 20 one um, 21 right after we took yeah that was a uh, fat reach um some people had that guy <laughs> off their board some people had him as like a seventh round pick it was funny watching the i i saw this on twitter afterwards the tsn folks that do their broadcast over there <laughs> they were like they were like I, I don't know who this guy is i don't know what to tell you um it, it was just funny all around i mean I heard Brian Burke had a funny response. <laughs> I think he was like doing Rogers or like TSN or something. And he just, he just said something random. He was like looking through his papers. Like, I don't know who he is. I'm just going to say he's a, he's a good puck mover. <laughs> I think yeah, legit, so like that, that was his reaction. Yeah, that was a huge rage there. Uh, I didn't like Pittsburgh draft class either. They drafted two goalies in the first like three or four rounds or something crazy like that. And yeah, Arizona that was a head just, scratcher. Arizona just didn't have picks, so I guess you could say that their draft class wasn't all that great. Um, there, there's just a few teams that just didn't have picks, so their class wasn't great. But those three teams come to mind there. I don't know if you have any from the mind off the top of your head. I mean, you hit on two of mine, Columbus and uh, Pittsburgh. I wasn't a fan of them going to goaltenders, but with their first two picks as well. Um, and then uh, I don't think St. Louis did very well. I think they could have done a little better for themselves too. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about some of our favorite picks individually and some least favorite picks. So Dawson Mercer at 18 to New Jersey. Like I said, absolutely love that pick. Uh, Brendan Bryson at 29, big Bryson guy. went to Las Mm. Vegas. O'Rourke dropped all the way to 39 in Minnesota. Vinan went all the way to 59 in Toronto. I had that kid in my top 30. Uh, Jeremy Poirier, who is a uh, first-round pick, but um, went all the way to 72nd to Calgary. And Zion Nybeck, Carolina 
kind of got them at 115. Those are some of the favorite picks I like throughout the draft. Chris, you have any? I mean, you're you're much well much better versed in the prospects than I am. Um, my my favorite picks, I like I said, I was a fan of Holtz at seven because I felt that they needed a goal scorer. I think I heard like Craig Button might have compared him to like, you know, potentially a David Posternock type of player, which I was like, yes, please. I will which take that. is interesting because Button had Holtz outside his top 15. Yeah. So I can't remember if it was Button or who it was. I, I remember seeing like, uh, yeah. I, I recorded it and like watched it on TV when I got home and I, I heard them kind of talking about it. But, um, that was one of my favorite picks. Um, that we touched on Dawson Mercer. Um, for me, basically, almost any Devils pick, there was value for the fact that there were guys who were ranked so high that they got at such a great uh, draft position without having to move up. And I've warmed up to the Shakir pick. I'm, I'm really actually liking what I've seen from him in the KHL. Uh, I, that's That could potentially be a pick where you think that they reached and he could turn into the best decision they made. Yeah, so um, some of the picks that I wasn't too big of a fan of, um, Jack Quinn at eight was interesting. Jack Quinn's going to be a great player, but just because Marco Rossi and Cole Perfetti were there, um, that was very interesting. Uh, Dylan Holloway to 14, Edmonton, that was such an Oilers pick. Dylan Holloway's, I don't don't know what people say on him. He's just a very meh player, and to go all the way at 14. Like I said, I didn't like the Mukahama Doolin pick in New Jersey at 20, and that Chinakov pick at 21 to Columbus was a head scratcher. So. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I didn't like the Red Wings taking Raymond, but it wasn't because Raymond's a bad player. It's just because I wanted Raymond. Um, (laughs) Well-established, but it is what it is. Um, That was a good pick for Detroit. Good job. Um, Yeah, Rossi falling, I did not see him. I mean, I told you, I didn't think Rossi was going to get past four. I thought Rossi for sure was going to end up in Detroit, so that surprised me. Yeah. Great pick by Minnesota. Can't believe he fell. Um, that's that's basically what I got to say there. There's not really the the Lapierre. I can't say that I hate that pick because he has the upside. And if what they are saying about his health is true, um, he could be a phenomenal center. But to me, it's just like the the injury list that he came in with. I don't know. I, I understand why teams stayed away, and I felt like he was going to be a guy who gets drafted later and could be like the one of the greatest picks in this draft just because of that fact, because he fell because of his health. And if he can, you know, if he can fix that area and still develop into what he was supposed to become, some team's going to get a great asset at a great pick. Um, and then, of course, we've touched yeah, pure, on the Chinakoff pick. So, yeah, Pierre McGuire wouldn't shut his mouth about that kid it was, yeah. was kind of creepy how much he was talking about on the, the thing but yeah it'll yeah. be interesting to see how it goes but yeah that's all the draft talk we have for you um like i said if you want more of it just go to those articles i read um, a lot more in depth about the prospects that was got we'll move on now to end our out we're just going to give you guys a quick free agent preview like i said free agency opens on friday october 9th at noon um i don't know how it's going to be in terms of when stuff will be announced because they technically weren't allowed to negotiate with players pre like before the free agency opens up. So expect to see deals sprinkle in throughout the day, probably the, the like week or so after too. Um, that'll be interesting to watch there. Um, 
In terms of who's available, I we do have a top 20 free agent list over at uh, Devil's Army Block. I'll fold up real quick, just read some names. We actually had a couple names already taken off the list just because like Robin Leonard resigned with Vegas, the mm-hmm. five-year deal. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We had Brendan Dillon resigned to Washington, which was a great deal for Washington. He's a hell of a defender. Um, so those two are all for top 20, but other names on here, of course, Alex Petrangelo, Taylor Hall, Tory Krug, who's officially looks like he's going to be testing the market. Tyson Berry, Braden Holtby, Dadanov, Mike Hoffman, Tyler Toffoli, Jacob Markstrom, TJ Brody, Botnin, Mikel Granlund, Eric Halla, Justin Schultz, Eric Gustafson, Kevin Chatkirk, and Corey Crawford. Other names, um, left wings, Mikhail Bodeker, uh, Vladimir Saboka, Connor Sherry, Jeremy VC, Matt Nito, um, Josh Levio, Patrick Maroon, Kovalchuk, centers, Kyle Torres, um, the other Grandland, Miko Koivu's free agent, uh, Galchenyuk, Carl Solderberg, Tyler Ennis, Brian Boyle, Nemestikov's all free agents, right wings, we've got Bobby Ryan, Wayne Simmons, Michael Furleek, Michael Grabner, um, Jesper Faust, Tyler Pitlick. Fenceman, Anna Green, Cody Cece, Kulikov, Mark Pice, Travis Hamnick, Ron Hainsey, um, Jan Rutu, and then goalies, pretty, pretty deep goalie class. Henrik Lundqvist, Corey Crawford, uh, Craig Anderson, Mike Smith, Ryan Miller, those types. So those are some names that will be thrown around tomorrow. Um, there's a ton of free agents, as always. So just to recap what the Devils need to go on the free agency. Look, I have top four left-handed defensemen here. Guess what the Devils don't need oh. anymore? Top four left-handed defensemen. Um, they need a bottom pairing right-handed defenseman. Um, guys like Rodko Gudas. Actually, you know what? We'll hold off this, our targets here in a bit. Um, they need a top six left winger and maybe two bottom six right wingers. They need depth on that right wing size. I and mean, they definitely need a backup goalie. They have... They had $12 million to spend after the rumored $75 million internal cap, but with the buyout of Corey Schneider, that number's probably going to be around 15 to $16 million. So if Tom Fitzgerald's – hey, you know what? Let me readjust that. They had 15 $60 million. They just got Ryan Murray, who is a $4.5 million cap hit, so they're probably back down to $12 million. Look at that. The money they saved with Corey Schneider mm-hmm. is now the money going to uh, – I remember. So twelve million. I mean, they're spent. below the cap floor right now by about four million. Yeah. So, so that was got decent bit spend around twelve million. So quick targets for you. Left wing, um, Vinny Hinestroza is a guy I really like. Um, right wing, Craig Smith, Dominic Cahoon, Jesper Faust, uh defenseman. Uh, well, not TJ Birdie anymore, just because he would be that top four guy. I don't need that anymore. Right-handed defenseman, got Rodko Gudis, Trevor Van Riedendijk, and Matt Benning. Um, targets for you, Chris? I mean, for me, Cahoon was a big one when I heard that Buffalo wasn't getting that done before uh, UFA. Um, I think they may still be talking, but that was one I, that definitely piqued my interest because I wrote a – I remember writing a piece, I think it was a year ago, when he was still in Chicago before he got traded to Buffalo, saying he was a guy the Devils should target in a trade if they tried to do anything with Chicago. So, Yeah, so <laughs> – that is all we got there for free agency. Like I said, it opens up tomorrow. I'm going to have another article dropping. Um, two. Wow, look at us. Might have three things dropping tomorrow for you guys. We got the podcast, which will probably be dropped later in the afternoon. You think, Chris, midday? Um, Maybe even early in the morning. Who knows? Who knows? Keep you on your toes there. Um, we got the Ryan Murray 
profile coming out just a little bit more in depth about him and then i have a devil's draft or a devil's free agency preview for you guys breaking down some targets i want to see them chase and kind of just lays out their whole cap situation so yeah that's what we got tomorrow in terms of content i don't have anything else chris do you have anything else nope nothing other than uh fits i mean he's got one more test but so far man is he is he acing it um and aside from that, of course, let's go Devils, baby. Yes, sir, as always, um, everyone stay safe out there and make sure to stay tuned to our social medias. We got a lot of content coming out. We'll be updating you guys for free agency and all that fun stuff. So talk to you guys soon.